Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows, uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Back at it again, College Hoops Coast to Coast. Uh, my partner, Kevin Sweeney, could not join us for this particular one, but that's okay because this guest will be able to take up and make up for anything that Kevin could have provided as far as star power, so don't you worry. Uh, excited to go to the ACC today. Uh, we're going down to Florida State, New Bloods. If you don't know about it, we're going to ask about it. We got Coach C.Y., was Carlton Young coming in the building and uh, looking forward to chopping it up and learning more about the Florida State way. So here we go. Coach, what up, man? Man, good evening, good evening. I appreciate uh, appreciate the, pr the prayers on this good Sunday. Yeah, man, you got to um, have that, man. Got to put that first. That's No, that's no, no question. I wish I came on the show a lot sooner. Uh, we could have got those prayers to keep from having five <laughs> starters hurt. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a tough year. Uh, for the new bloods in terms of uh, three, three, four weeks ago, uh, we were the number one team in the league. We had just beat Miami twice, and yeah. beat Duke at home. And then a couple of weeks later, we got three starters out. Then we got four starters out. Then we got five starters out, all uh, in-game injuries, most of them. It's, it's, one of the, it's, an out, it's an outlier year. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've had – I've been here nine years. We've had more injuries in the last year and a half. In the last month and a half, we've had more injuries than we've had the entire nine years I've been here. Wow! And, uh, it's just it's just been crazy. Uh, feel bad for our players and our young guys who've been put in a position they probably shouldn't be shouldn't be put in. Right. Uh, but we're fighting. We're fighting and scrapping. The man upstairs blessed us last night. Uh, got a big one last night. Yeah, got, got, got a shot to go in at the buzzer. Yep. Uh, I told Jalen Hamilton right before it happened, I said, Chief, uh, I feel like he's going to miss a free throw. We're going to hit a three to win it. We, we, we do for one. You know, right. when it went in, I didn't even move. I, could, I, was, <laughs> I was frozen. Like, I didn't even know what just happened. But uh, 
appreciate you having me on and uh, uh, really, really impressed by what you're doing to promote, you know, guys in our profession. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Coach. Excited to have you on and uh, talk a little bit about the journey. So let's talk before we get to your story. This year's team, I think when I first reached out to your SID, I think it was when you guys were in first place. And it wasn't because of that. It's just having a coincidence uh, and then just making the schedule work. But talk about this season because it's been a roller coaster. And then talk about last night, what that was like just to get that one, to get you back going at just the right time right before March. Yeah, here's what I want to say. Here's what I think is very important to say. Um, Jalen Hamilton is one of the best head coaches and CEOs in the country. And uh, he has a a Fortune 500 company here. And um, we've always built our program with a tremendous amount of depth. Uh, On top of having a tremendous amount of depth, playing 10, 11 guys, we also have a uh, – I'm still here, Coach. I'm still here. Okay, I don't know what's going on with my computer. Give me. I apologize. I don't know what is asking me to, a reminder or something. See if I can get back to you. No, you're good. You're good. You can hear me, but you can't see me, right? No, we can see you. We can see you. You can see me. Yeah. Nothing, hmm. cha- nothing changed on our end. We may have lost coach Joe. We may have to we may have to we may have to remix this thing. Let's give him a second. We've had this happen before. Coach Leon Rice, head coach at Boise. We had a little bit of disconnection for a minute. He came back, back like he never left. And uh, but I am representing rising coaches, equality and inclusion night, uh huge success across the country. Over 150 teams participated in programs. Uh, from all levels, high school, college, Division One, uh, mainly Division One. We send it to every Division One program in the country, uh, men's and women's. And then uh, we send it to some select people that were connected to our alliance, DEI Alliance, uh, with Rising Coaches. And some of the people that actually reached out and just said they wanted to stand with us. So super excited, super proud about what was able to be accomplished there. Uh, Adam Gordon, CEO of Rising Coaches, had the vision. Uh, I was in the lab in the, in the kitchen cooking a little bit, trying not to touch too much stuff so I didn't mess nothing up with the with the, the secret sauce and the sprinkles and the uh, the seasoning, so to speak. But so proud of, of how it's all gone down. Uh, I think he had a quote just the other day. This is one of the proudest things that he's ever done uh, since having um, – the DEI alliance. So, or since having rising coaches for 11 years. So wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, rising coaches on the equality inclusion pin. I think we got coach back. So we're going to keep this thing moving. <laughs> coach, you good? I think so. I, I don't know what happened. It, it, it came up, you know, I'm, I'm free internet chief. So that's all right. That's all right. Hey, this, technology, this technology can get the best <laughs> of all of us, man. They got a mind of his own sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I'm hoping it doesn't happen again, but, uh, I, I think I think you were talking about Coach Hamilton. Uh, in yeah, particular. so you were talking about the injuries. And, oh yes, yes. And I, and I wanted to, I wanted to touch on that a little bit, please, because um, 
Uh, like I said earlier, Jalen Hamilton is one of the best head coaches and CEOs in the country. No doubt. Um, he's always constructed our program with a tremendous amount of depth. We play 10 or 11 guys. Uh, on top of that, we also have uh, one of the best scout teams in the country. We call it the green team. Uh, they're an integral part of the program. They're a huge part of our success the last seven, eight years. Uh, so I say that to say our top guys never bang heads against, against each other. They always play against the scout team, which keeps us fresh and enables us to go the entire season. There's some programs where the top players, they, they bang heads against each other all year. And they have our, uh, they have a lot of injuries because of that. Uh, but over the last nine years, and even before I got here, Florida State has never had many injuries. So this is truly an outlier type year, right? Uh, because we've been constructed on depth and a scout team right. to prevent injuries. Right. So it's really, I mean, most of the injuries that we've had have been in game. Injuries, guy fell down, broke his wrist. Uh, one guy dived on it. You know, a uh, guy from Clemson dived on a guy. Like, it's it's been crazy. But, uh, right. you know, we've been fighting through it. You know, the culture is still the same. And I think that's what we're proud of. Yep. Uh, we hadn't made any excuses. We went into Cameron Indoor Stadium. We had five starters missing. Right. And and we scrapped. You know, we, 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 we competed. Uh, we left there with the Boston College with four stars missing and uh, didn't have quite as much juice. Uh, took an L uh, by a well-coached Earl Grant team. I'm really proud of Earl Grant. Uh, in his first year at Boston College, he's doing a heck of a job. Nobody's ex expected him to do uh, what he's doing with his roster, uh, but he's winning some games in, in the ACC. Uh, and then, of course, that, the other night, uh, Virginia, uh, nobody had us to win the game, and, and our young guns, they found a way to be, be in the game and win. So we're proud of our culture. You know, yeah. we, we get it. Uh, we're, we're not what we've been the last, you know, five, six, seven years. You know, you think about the New Bloods, you think uh, three straight Sweet 16s and Elite Eight, an ACC regular season title. Right. Uh, you know, the record and overtime wins in the country uh, – you know, 28 straight ACC wins. I mean, there's been a, a tremendous amount of success and consistency no in winning. No doubt. At um, a high level. At a high level. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you know how it is when you, you build a program, you start winning, and then you hit a dip. You got naysayers, and you got people jabbing at you and talking bad about you, saying, hey, why they call themselves the new bloods? And they losing. But if you, if you look at the body of work for the last seven years, there's no way you could dispute it. And uh, I had some fans that was uh, – I'm a Miami guy, so some guys from Miami was messing with me. Uh, and I said to them, listen, uh, don't get it twisted. We still the new bloods. Right. Uh, you know, when they beat us, they cry. Regular season game. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, I ain't going to call. So some of these teams had beat us. You know, you're talking about seven, eight straight games in a row where they, right. you know, lost. You right. Know what I mean, so – when they get a chance to get us, they don't care that we hurt. No, no, no. No, uh, uh, no mercy. 
and uh, I, I get it. We, we we're competitors. Uh, we'll 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 be back, and uh, we may we may pull something out of our hat the rest of this season too. So that's the fun part about it. That's yeah. why you love March. That's why you yeah. love March and getting that win definitely gives you a little momentum going in. Talk about the new bloods, coach. Let's go into that specific. And within that, if you don't mind, you guys built you, – you talked about it. You built something, and then mm -hmm. it became a thing, and then it was larger than somewhat – maybe not what you guys imagined, but what people would have imagined for Florida State being a football school mm -hmm. to then become around and then be a basketball place where you're going to Sweet 16s and uh, winning championships and the amount of pros that have come through that are having success in the NBA and – the, the the list kind of goes on and on and so talk about the, the 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 building of it and then when did the new bloods come in and what does the new blood mean to florida state so uh that's a great question so the class that really uh, started the new blood was uh, i guess it was 2015 14. uh the class that we signed uh dwayne bacon Malik Beasley, mm. Terrence Mann, and Gene Criscomaggi. We signed those four guys in the same class. Yep. And that class had a tremendous impact on the program. Now, Jalen and Hamilton and his staff, they've always been good. They've always found diamonds in the rough. They always have been tremendous in terms of development. Right. You're talking about Al Thornton, Vaughn Wafer, mm -hmm. Alexander Johnson, Tony Douglas, they've always had guys that was really good, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and a lot of great college players in there, Isaiah Swan and Jason Rich, mm -hmm. uh, Ian Miller, you know, Luke Laux. You know, these guys, really, really, really good. Right. Um, and in 2012, they won, they built the program with guys, and, and all these guys were not four- and five-star guys. Right. These were, these were two-star guys, three-star guys that came into the program and developed, but they found a way to mm. be competitive mm. in the ACC. And in 2012, they won the ACC tournament with all seniors, like seven or eight seniors. So once they left, it's like starting over again. So we had a little low, mm -hmm. like from 2012, 2013, 2014. But that class that I just mentioned, Terrence Mann, Dwayne yep. Bacon, yep. Lee Beasley, Gene Chris Kamaji, they made it cool to come to Florida State mm. and play basketball. Right. They made it cool. They made us hot, you know, and then that turned into the next class with Jonathan Isaac and Trent Forrest. Yep. And, then it, and then it just, because of them, it just took off. And then at the time, uh, we were recruiting at a high level. We wanted to, to to steal some guys. Right. And Coach Hamilton and I were in a home, and they said, and and one of the coaches or AAU coaches, they said, "Hey, man, Coach, I know y'all like him, but you know, the, the Blue Bloods are gonna be coming in on this one." <laughs> and I looked, the, I looked the guy dead in the face, and I said, "Screw them, screw the Blue Bloods. We the new blood." Jalen Hamilton looked at me and I was like, so he walked out and he was like, yo, that's it. Like, that's we, it. We're going to we roll with that. And it, and it just, and it just, it just took off. And, uh, you know, it was a way to 
uh, ignite our fan base, right? Ignite our alumni, our former players. You know, give them something to be proud of. And those guys are just as much much a part of the new bloods as the the older guys are just as much a part of the new bloods as the new guys. It's just it's giving all of us. I mean, our older pros and our older players they come back here all the time, and we throw them a t-shirt as soon as they come in and they put it on. And you know, it's just it's a I've been in this business 28 years. Uh, associate head coach Stan Jones, he's he's tremendous. One of the best coaches in the country. He's been here all 20 years with with Jalen Hamilton, and there's been you know other assistants that were huge parts of it. You know, uh, Dennis Gates, who's now at Cleveland State, doing amazing. Andy Enfield's at USC. Um, uh, uh, Coy Williams was an assistant at Texas Tech. Now, a lot of guys were here in the past that helped build this thing. And uh, it was just a, a years and years of frustration of trying to, to, to fight to get ourselves at the top of the, the basketball world. And, you know, you realize, you know, I've been battling the Blue Bloods my entire career. I was at Auburn for seven years before I ever came here. I was at Georgia Tech for five uh, and then coming here trying to kick in the door to, to get into the elite level of college basketball. Uh, that term, blue blood, has controlled the minds of kids and coaches for a lot of years. Mm. And so uh, we just took the approach that we want day by day, we want to tear that down and let these younger kids know that it doesn't make sense to be to go somewhere for something that happened 60 years ago. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you know, Michael Jordan hit the shot in 1983. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of these guys wasn't even, they've they, they never even seen Michael Jordan. You know, Will right. Chamberlain was at Kansas in, in the 50s, you know? So we, we sell them, listen, we respect the Blue Bloods. Nothing but respect. Right. But right now, we the juice. And if we get you, we can go head to head with these guys and we can develop you to the next level. We can win a national championship. And and these younger guys are starting to buy into it. So we're, we're just getting started. You know, I think Jalen Hamilton has done everything you could possibly do in basketball except win a national title. Mm. And uh, we, we are committed to win him a national title and get him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, and then I think, you know, we, we, we all – uh, will feel vindicated and, and, and be elated about it happening because that's that should happen for what he's done mm-hmm. for profession and, and what he's done for black coaches. What do you think it is that makes Coach Hamilton? I mean, he's he's a legend in his own right. He is. Uh, I mean, he's been the most successful minority head coach, black head coach, in the recent years. Mm-hmm. Really, not even close as far mm-hmm. as season success. And giving back, what, what do you think it is? And obviously, it's cool to see Dennis Gates carrying that torch in his own way at Cleveland State. I was in that league for a little bit, um, and he's high level at what he does. And I'm just curious, what do you, what are some of the things? If you had to name a couple of things, I know there's probably a million. What's a couple of things that makes Coach Hamilton so special? Number one, uh, he does the job with a tremendous amount of humility. Mm. Um, that's number one. Uh, he understands that he's not Martin Luther King. He's not Nelson Mandela. Right. All he does is coach basketball. 
and he wants to bless people through his ministry. He doesn't sit high mm. and look low. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, these kids and parents, you don't have to make an appointment to see him. You know, it's an open door policy. And so that's what makes him so, so good. But I would, it, it, there's a ton of things I could say, but I would say the most important thing is he has total control of his emotional intelligence. Mm. And it's very rare to find somebody that has total control of their emotional intelligence. I'm a good way to put it. I want, you, I want you to break that down for us. That's good. I'm the son of Betty Young. <laughs> you know, that's my beautiful mother. And uh, so I, I, I have to, I have to really work on that. <laughs> I'm from Miami, Florida, Carroll city, 27th Avenue, 183rd street. So, you know, I've been a, a, a real skinny guy my whole life. I got the JJ from Good Times Complex. So I'm a fighter, <laughs> you know what I mean? All I know is fight, you know what I mean? I've had to overcompensate for not being a, a, a big guy. So that that makes me uh, feisty. But Jalen Hamilton, uh, he makes great decisions because the, the more chaos that breaks out, the more focus he goes into. And so no matter what, area is in he always makes great decisions because he don't get emotional and uh i think that's what makes him really really special and uh you know for most of us you know we got we got to work on that we got to practice that i've been blessed to be to work for him the last nine years and to get a billion dollar education right uh on how to be a ceo and i've learned that from watching him right uh I don't have it down pack yet, but I'm right. getting better. Let's talk about your journey real quick, Coach. I know you sat in that head coaching seat. You played Division One. Uh, we talked a little bit about that before it got started in a time where obviously there's some really good players, but maybe a little bit less about your playing career, but more so about like your love for this game, a little bit of your journey, a little bit of your story, because uh, you know I think it's I think it's a good story to tell. So let's share that part. Yeah, I. Uh... Um, basketball is just, uh, it's, it's been in my blood. You know what I mean? I've been on a basketball team every year, uh, since probably 1982, starting Northwest Boys Club, Liberty City in Miami. And, uh, uh, the game, the coaching profession, uh, kind of chose me. Uh, I, I had a Hall of Fame career at Georgia Southern. Wound up playing in France a year. Came home from France, and uh, was 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 uh, enjoyed the experience. Saved a couple dollars, uh, but it was pre-internet, so it was really really hard for me, being being such a family dude. And from I'm from the the, the Youngs and Williams and in, in, in Opelika. You know what I mean? We're big family. The Tillys right. in South Florida, right. and I always played for my family, you know what I mean? When I played, it'd be a whole bunch of people from Miami at the game because we were just a close-knit family and going to Europe and and my family not being in the share in it and uh, calling my mama in the middle of the night because I had 40 and niece and saying, hey, I got my bonus tonight. My mom said, boy, it's three in the morning. You don't get off my phone. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like, man, no internet. No Skype, no Facebook, no, you know what I mean? You got to write letters in the mail that take two, three weeks, you know? So when I came back from overseas, I said, I'm going to take 
I'm going to take a year off. I got a couple of dollars saved. I'm going to take a year off. And then uh, the guy who recruited me, Robbie Lane, to Georgia okay. Southern, he got me a job as an administrative assistant at Auburn in 94. Mm. And I said to myself, man, most guys are volunteering in elementary schools trying to get into coaching. Hey, you. And my first job was in Auburn, at Auburn, you know, for Cliff Ellis. And I'm thinking, God must be trying to tell me something. So I'm going to try this for one year. Right. And then I'm going to go back overseas. And, you know, uh, I, I thought, I thought, I, you know, I had about 60 grand in the bank. I thought I was rich. I was about to retire. I bought a me a little money, a lot of money back then. <laughs> in 93, 94. Bought me a little Mitsubishi Galant. And I got an apartment on South Atlanta Road. Bought a, bought a Biggie small CD coach. You couldn't tell me. <laughs> I can't tell me <laughs> But I took a job for 18000 in the dorm room. Mm. And uh, from the first day, I was, uh, was hooked. It was in my veins. Hmm. I mean, it was, it was in my veins. Knew the it. first crew I had was beautiful, too. I had, uh, I mean, I had some soldiers. You know, my, the first guy I had a big part helping recruit was Moochie Norris hmm. in 94, who wound up being a pro. But on the roster was Wes Flanagan, who's now an assistant at Auburn. And right. had some really good guys that I was coaching. And I was only, like, three years older than them. You know right. what I mean? Right. <laughs> and, uh whew, 28 years later, here I am talking to you. Right. You know, just, you know, went from 18,000 in the dorm room to 35,000 in the Blazers to 55,000 in the Malibu and the cell phones. Like, what is going on? Right. I was going to go back overseas. And Cliff Ellis said, hey, man, it can't happen. You know, I, I need you here. What I got to pay you to keep you in. I just started growing in the business. And, right. Uh, I've been blessed. I've, I've been blessed to work with some of the best coaches this profession has ever seen. Mm. And I've been able to take something from each one of them. Cliff Ellis is a legend, mm -hmm. been in the business 40 years, 50 years. Yep. Yep. Uh, I worked for the great Hugh Durrell, uh, who was coach at Florida State in Georgia. Yep. I worked for Paul Hewitt at Georgia Tech, who was phenomenal. Yep. Oh, yeah, phenomenal. Yep. Uh, he don't get enough credit. He's the best coach in, it, in Georgia Tech history. Took him to the national championship game. And Bobby Crimmins is a friend of mine. Love him. And he's really good, too. But uh, Bobby Crimmins took Georgia Tech to the Final Four. Paul Hewitt took him to the championship game. Right. Uh, Should have won a national championship. Worked for uh, John Schulman as associate coach of Chattanooga. Worked for, God bless the dead, Rudy Keeling, hmm. Northeastern. Uh, and now Jay Leonard Hamilton, uh, and I was a head coach myself for four years. So I just been, uh, the, God just ordered my steps. No doubt. And, uh, being able to learn from those guys and work under those guys, uh, you can't help but be really good at it. No doubt. You know I mean? So I, I just turned the big five Oh, August 15th. Congratulations. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big five over goes by quick, man. You know, I get I get a little I get a little nervous. And I see young Thundercats, they come up to me and they like, yo, come see why they, they got that same look in their eyes uh that I had when I used to see Tick Price or when I used to see right. uh John Thompson or you know uh 
uh, Coach Cheney at the he used to go to the BCA. Yeah, in 1994 in Orlando, and just be able to interact with those guys. It was it was amazing. So, you know, working uh, with Jalen and Hamilton, I see how the younger coaches respond to them. Mm. It makes me understand my responsibility in the profession. Right. You know, to help push it forward and yep. try to give these young Thundercats some some knowledge so they can be better than I will have been. Uh, in this profession, and uh, and I'm proud. There's some there's some talented young coaches. Yeah, no, the profession yeah. is in good hands. I yeah. I see them. I watch them. I watch how they move, and uh, I'm I'm impressed with some of the younger coaches that are coming up now. Talk about this, coach. You kind of hit on a, a lot of things there. I wanted to dump into, but one in particular, you as a head coach. Now you're an assistant coach again. Have major role there. You've talked about constructing this Florida State program and being a part of it and the fabric of what it is and working for such a legend when you get your time the next time i won't say if i'll say when i appreciate that how will you how will you do what will you apply differently that you've learned uh and it doesn't mean that you it's nothing that gets the first time but i think like anything else once you get that experience and you get a different lens and now you get to go do it again it's like wait a minute i'm gonna go do it this way i'm gonna do this way that no that's a home run uh uh, statement, question, uh, point that you just made. Uh, I was telling somebody this the other day. Uh, I, I saw a quote on social media about Bill Belichick. Mm. And uh, a lot of people don't realize Bill Belichick in his first job was fired by the Cleveland Browns. Right. He got the job with the New England Patriots, and he told them, listen, I'm not starting over. I'm starting from experience, and it's a difference. Mm. And I feel the same way. Uh, my four years at Georgia Southern, uh, listen, I love everybody. I ain't mad at nobody. I ain't trying to fight. I love my alma mater. They fired me. Got a new AD, new president. But my four years there, I, I view it as a golf uh, putt that was right on the edge. I was trying to get to go to go in. Uh, mm. I learned so much. I think I was. I feel like I was really good as a head coach. I feel like I was a terrible CEO. Mm. And that's where, you know, you, you when you take a head job at the Division One level, you're the head coach and CEO of that program. Just to jump in on you, Coach, real quick, that no, wasn't as much of a thing then as it is now as far as people coming up knowing and looking at it like that from that lens of being a CEO it, at that time, it probably was more of just your job is to coach and win games. Whereas mm -hmm. now that narrative is pretty widespread and pretty mainstream of you're the CEO of a company mm -hmm. you happen to coach basketball. So you have to be good in this skill set, but there's a million other things you have to manage and be on top of that. That may no not be thing when you were coming up. No question. You got to make good decisions in, in every uh, realm. I, I'll even uh, I'll even be specific with you. On, and, and there's a ton of things that I did not make good decisions on because I was 37 years old. I was emotional. I'm the first African American head coach in the history of my alma mater. Right. You know the the uh, you know star player comes home. You right. know I there's a ton of things I can tell you from a CEO standpoint that I did not do well. Right. But but one of them is is scheduling 
and the way I I chose to build the program. I had to raise a certain amount of money yep. for the university, which I was fine with. I, I know how that works. That it was my alma mater. I had blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. I right. wanted to help my program, and I wanted to help everybody at Georgia Southern University. Right. So me being a rookie CEO and not knowing what I don't know, right? I said, okay, y'all want me to raise this amount of money? Well, I'll raise even more, and whatever else I raise, that comes back to my program. So I take that route so right. that because I loved the program so much, I didn't want to have a basketball team. I wanted to build a program. Right. So I didn't want to have, I didn't want to be riding a yellow school bus and washing our own uniforms. I wanted <laughs> to have the, the Nike uniforms, the same yeah. ones Georgia Tech and Georgia had. You yeah. know what I mean? So I I wanted to give my coaches uh, a bonus so I can hire a quality staff. I wanted to put an extra 35 in recruiting. I wanted to put an extra 35 in travel. I wanted to put an extra 10 in equipment so we could do everything first class and right. we could go head to head with the big boys. Right. But what I didn't realize, what that means after four years, is your record is 43 and 84. Right. And they say, you can't go. <laughs> Don't you know I'm raising a ton of money just so that we can function? My first two games after taking over a destitute program, three scholarships taken, an academic scandal, and probation. Mm. My first two games as a head coach was head-to-head -head with Darren Horn at South Carolina and Billy Donovan at Florida. What am I doing? <laughs> Now you know. And I'm going head-to-head, -head, baby. Two. Fist down. <laughs> I'm going head-to-head -head with Billy Donovan. You know I mean? uh, My first job, 37 years old, and I'm taking over a program that's got NCAA sanctions. Terrible CEO, man. Right. And I should have protected those kids better. I should have protected the, 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 the brand of the program. But when you're a rookie CEO, you don't know right. what you don't know. Right. I went for, I said, well, you know what? I got to raise this money. I'm going to take it head on, right? Don't worry about it. Let's see why, baby. We're going to win. We're going to win the tournament year four, year five. It's going to work so, out. So it sounds like the 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 scheduling and the CEO part were two big parts that you would do much better now. No, no, no question. No question. And then you understand when you're building a new program. Right. You got to schedule accordingly and you got to build it. You got to protect those kids and right. protect the, the 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 fans, the brand. You, you know what I mean? Right. Year one, you play a week schedule. Year two, you play a little week schedule. Year three, once you get your people in there, now you go play. Right. Now you go play. Right. Right. Well, it's like building a house. You got to have that. You got to have that infrastructure, that foundation first to build on top of your foundation. Is very strong, and it ain't set up right then. It's just constantly. No question. Bad. And me being the third, hey, I was the riverboat gambler. <laughs> you know what I mean? And right. I crapped out. And and I got to take responsibility for that. But because we did some really good things. I was the coach of the year, year three. Yep. Uh, I got the first ACC win in the history of the university. Yep. We beat Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech. Uh, we got a ton of kids. Those kids all graduated. We got the APR points. I mean, here's another thing from a CEO standpoint. Yeah, yeah, please. So that, that the AD is 
great guy who, who they let go named Sam Baker. He's my guy. He believes in me. President Groovy, that's who hired me. Right. They tell me, hey, we want to rebuild the program organically. Right. We had a scandal. We don't like it. Let's rebuild it with freshmen. Right. Right. Let's get the APR points back. Me, the prodigal son comes home. Hey, I, I'm going to take care of that for you guys. Right. Instead of me being an experienced CEO, knowing that Mike Curry and myself, Jeff Sanders, and a few other guys, we're the only four year guys in the history of the program. Most of the guys that came through the program, you go transfers. Yep. Right. But me, I bring in nine freshmen. Oh, wow. And we, and, and we listen, we compete. But I was doing what they asked my administration me. asked me to do. Yeah. Now, they asked me to do it, and then president retires a year later, and the agent gets fired. Now the new administration comes in, and their vision is totally different. So I and they're just, looking at you like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And, I, and I'm like, hey, I love everybody. I ain't mad at nobody. I ain't trying to fight. But if I was an experienced CEO, I would have told the president and the AD that hired me. I would have said, hey, listen, we can't do this now. And they might have listened to me. Right. But, hey, good head coach, terrible CEO. And I, I, I got to live with that. You know what I mean? I got to learn. I got to grow from that. And uh, I have. But I am – I am excited uh, about the next opportunity, and I'm gonna take my time. I'm in uh, Tallahassee and Florida State. Uh, my family, my kids, they love it here. They've been, uh, they go to a great school in Florida State University School. My oldest daughter developed here. She signed with the University of North Carolina. Growing up in Tallahassee, my baby daughter just lost in the state final four. Broke my heart. You just went. You just went to it. Yeah, it broke my heart, man. And uh, she just signed with Auburn. She goes there in the fall. Now I got two boys coming ninth to tenth grade, and living here in Tallahassee with the diversity and the opportunity, it's been great for my family. So uh, I, I've stayed to sacrifice for my my wife and kids who love living here, and to give them a chance to get their dreams, hopes and dreams set up. And then after I get them squared away, then I'll figure out what I'm gonna do. So I don't feel no pressure. You know, I, I have a great time. This staff is phenomenal. Um, Steve Smith is here now, who's one of the best young coaches in the country. Uh, can do it all, X and O guy, recruit, uh, the whole nine. Um, our strength coach is like a mad scientist here. <laughs> Mike Bradley. I mean, he's unbelievable. You can, you can see it. You can see it. You can see the results. Um, you know, I, I talked about Stan Jones earlier, our associate head coach, who's who's been one of the engineers behind our program for 20 years with Coach Hamilton. So, we, you know, Coach Hamilton really has put together a Fortune 500 company. We got a tremendous amount of chemistry on our staff. Yep. Uh, we have a good time. Oh, you yeah. know, we've been winning, but we have a good time. We're family. Oh, We're family. So uh, it's been great. It's been great. Yeah, I got a cu- couple more before I let you go. So we always ask some funny stories, so that's the last one. Right, right. <laughs> Anything funny you got for us? Uh, before that, I would just, you know, I think sometimes there's so many guys that coach in this business, and you talked a little bit about it, but you don't always get a chance to say something that maybe you would want people to know that maybe they don't know. 
mm-hmm. whether it's about yourself or your program, either one, because the outside view, they just say what they say and they have their narratives. And you talked about this season, so it'd be less about this season. So maybe either something about yourself personally or as a coach, your why, or something about the Florida State way. Either way, just something that you would want people to know that maybe they don't know. And then we'll end with the kind of a funny story of of some of some kind of entertainment fashion you want to share. Uh, I, I would say this. Uh, I, I think it's very important that uh, the perception of Florida State that that they understand that uh, the level of coaching that goes on in our program. Mm. You know, it's kind of as Jalen Hamilton as our boss over the, over the years as our leader, people have tried to kind of put the narrative out there that these guys are just athletic and they running around without any structure. Uh, Jalen Hamilton is a great basketball coach, a great X and O guy. Uh, the detail in which we defend, the detail in which we play offensively, the detail in, in every component of our program is, is top notch. And, and that's the reason why we got the record in 13 straight overtime wins. Um, that's, that's a national record. And what that tells you is when the game is on the line, we're very meticulous. Uh, we're very detailed. And there's a tremendous amount of execution. And I, and I think that that narrative has, has to be broken. Uh, I think guys see, you know, we are long and we are athletic. Uh, but it's a lot more to our program that meets the eye. And there's a reason why we win. And there's a reason why these kids are so prepared for the National Basketball Association. Mm. I'm going to say that again. Now, you look at Scotty Barnes. You look at Terrence Mann. You look at Malik Beasley. Trent Forrest, who wasn't drafted. I mean, he's helped Utah Jazz uh, get into the playoffs. I mean, guys who come out of here, uh, they're ready to play. Uh, and more importantly, we're, we're excited that the ones that don't play in the National Basketball Association – 90, 92% of them have graduated mm. unless they're playing in Europe or in the league and they're working on their degree now. Um, they all are prepared for life. You know, their coaches, their NBA executives, their agents, their, I mean, um, the kids that come out of this program are, are set up for success uh, because of the way uh, Coach Hamilton and his staff nurtures them and, and develops them. Uh, heart, mind, body, and soul. Yeah, well said, coach. Well said. I love it. Uh, all right, you gotta, you gotta end this with the conclusion. You gotta give us some, some entertaining. It can be a father story. <laughs> it, it can be a basketball story. It can be a head coach story. It can be a playing story. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I don't know if it's a story. Uh, but what I, I what I would want uh, people to know, and a lot of, a lot of guys in the business rag me. Uh, is that uh, I was a Hall of Fame player at Georgia Southern, uh, record holder, the whole nine. And uh, I'm probably the worst player in my house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah my, my, my daughters, they killed me. Uh, my wife was an All-American at Auburn, played on the okay. Olympic team, okay. playing in WNBA and the OABL. Uh, and my oldest daughter is signed with Carolina, and this one is signed with Auburn. So, you know, people walk up to me like, yo, see why, man, he was 
he was the man when he played, and my baby daughter was like, he's a scrub. Yeah. <laughs> he played in the tag. My sister yeah. played in ACC. I played yeah. in the ACC. Hey, they give it to me, man. So you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta have a tremendous amount of humility uh to be me because my baby daughter Adia, Adia Young, she reminds me uh that I, I didn't play on her level every day, even though I'm the one that trained her and made her, you right, know what I mean? Right, 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 right. <laughs> so I, I think that's what as good as a player as I, I have a reputation for being, uh I'm the worst player in my house. I, I think my boys my boys are both gonna pass me also. Now so. did now did, did you play one on one with your daughters where they actually got you, or is it more so about the level that they played at versus like, now, you know, is there a moment? Now now daddy is a competitor. He would I would tackle both of them before I let them be. <laughs> I figured that. That's why I had to ask that. I didn't make sure I clarified that. No, wasn't more, but they, they're talking about their recruitment. Yeah, no, they they're playing their level. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, my 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 daughter was uh my oldest daughter, she finished ranked in top 75, and the other one is a top 100 player. And I'm like, I, I, I never was close to that. So y'all got me. You know, you got me. I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, Coach, we appreciate it, man. Good luck in the tournament. Appreciate Riding it. Riding that wave of, of this last win and hope that it carries with you. And uh, I know you're going to do your part. And Coach Hamilton the same. I know you guys are a little bit – under man, but yeah. you know, next man up, that's what you guys do. And next man up. Yeah, appreciate you taking the time to just share with us and we'll give you any last words before you go. Man, just uh keep keep doing what you're doing. I appreciate it. And uh you can help a lot of coaches with your platform. I, I just truly appreciate you thinking enough of me to to reach out and ask me to come on. So uh keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely, coach. Thanks so much, man. Much respect and I, it, it was an honor to have you today, man. Thanks for taking right. the time. All right, that's a, uh, the new blood, uh, assistant coach, CY. Uh, what a reputation he has in the business. I appreciate him taking the time and, uh, you know, just being able to share the inside of the program that's had so much success. I still think in my own estimation that they're very underrated in the sense of I don't know that people really still give Florida State. There's there's more people screaming it, but um, – yeah, I don't know that it's, it's really appreciated to the level that it should be, but um, we appreciate them taking the time. Uh, we know they're going to continue to do big things as they have, and um, people that are competitors and have built something as special as they have, uh, you won't see them in the situation they're in long. Uh, we know that's because of injuries, but we just appreciate Coach taking the time. He's done big things, and we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to having you guys next uh, for the next one. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy. <laughs>